0: Many public transit riders in Chicago are frustrated over bus and train delays and so-called ghost buses and trains. They show up on the app, but not in real life. The Chicago Transit Authority has said both issues are due to a staffing shortage and that it's making efforts to hire as fast as possible. But as problems persist, some riders are taking matters into their own hands. They've created a system to report and track ghost buses and trains. Fabio Getliher is an organizer with Commuters Take Action, Welcome to Reset.
1: Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me on.
0: Lay this out for us, Fabio. What is a ghost bus, and how did your group get started tracking them?
1: Uh, sure. Sure. So I think these days many Chicagoans rely on the app, whether it be the Ventra app, Google app, or Google Maps, or any other app to track when their bus or train is going to arrive. And uh, yeah, they rely on it. And uh, ghost bus is a bus that shows up on one of these apps, but then you get to the station and it doesn't actually arrive. And I think this is due to the fact that uh, uh, CTA uses some life tracking for their buses and trains, but they also rely on their published schedules to post these arrival times. However, with the staffing shortages and everything, the schedules are not accurate at all. And unfortunately, CTA hasn't been able to update their schedule for over two years to reflect the staff availability, deletes these ghost buses, which are just frustrating to passengers.
0: Yeah, I bet. Uh, you know, this this tracking system, it's for the buses and for the trains, right? The one that you created?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we ask for feedback from both uh bus and uh train passengers.
0: So how does the tracker work exactly? Break it down for us. Uh, uh
1: sure, I'll be happy to. Uh so me and a couple other couple other organizers have got together. We have been uh posting stickers with QR codes uh around stations and public areas uh encouraging people to scan it and once they scan it they can submit a report uh in a form asking us hey what bus were you taking what was the time of the day how long were you waiting for and then you know they can submit some uh, additional comments to us and over the past few weeks we have gotten hundreds of responses
0: oh wow so um remind us how these ghost bus reports are used then
1: uh so far, we've just been gathering the data kind of trying to see any patterns and I think what our goal is to be uh presenting uh at CTA board meetings which happen every month mm-hmm. you know we will take take this data or really store it there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, fascinating stories from people you know who have been missing their appointments, they're late to work have to leave I know half an hour, hour earlier than they, they than they should be. Yeah, but we want to like put a lot human element to this and share these stories with the CTA board and try to get them to do something about this.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, the the trains and and buses have they have they been any more or less reliable lately?
1: Um, I, I don't think there's been much of a much of an up uh, change. So, in addition to these data. Uh, these uh, forms have been collecting. I've been tracking the Blue Line reliability okay. for a past uh, for about past seven months. I'm a software software developer, so I hooked into CTA's public data and I see how much trains the Blue Line is running. And since December of last year, they've been only running about 55 percent of their scheduled trains. And there's been very little to no improvement since maybe last December.
0: Mm. So the CTA, you know, has has proposed a few solutions. Uh, like hiring more drivers, right? So do you think, Fabio, that that's enough? Or tell us what more I, you would like to see the city doing.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, I sympathize I with the CTA. They're in a tough situation. The labor the labor market is, uh, is really complicated right now. Uh, and I think, yeah, they, they should definitely be hiring more bus drivers. I know for rail operators, the hiring is really obscure. If someone wants to become a rail operator, the CTA won't really tell them how to do it. And I think many people... Would like to do that it seems like a really cool job but there's no way to find out how to do it but in addition to that i think the cta just needs to be more honest and open with their communication they haven't updated their schedules for two years all of last year they were saying they have not reduced uh their service there has been no service cuts but that's far from the truth i really don't see hmm. why they haven't been able to update the schedules to reflect the actual level of staffing they can provide
0: and when you say that when folks want to become a rail operator, there's no one telling them how to do it, are, are you talking about just training, like on-the-job training? Uh,
1: yeah, the training on how to become one, because I think I'm not positive, but I think one has to become like a track worker or a customer support assistant at the CTA first. There's like certain career paths. I see. But there's just really no public information on on how uh, on, on these career paths. I think there's a missed opportunity for the CTA.
0: Well, uh, Fabio Getleher is an organizer with Commuters Take Action. Thank you for joining us and, and for telling us about your new tracker. Thank you. We'll turn now to another transit activist group. Jose Manuel Almanza is an organizer with Transit for All Chicago. Welcome to the show, Jose.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: So you've been listening along so far, Jose. What issues have you been seeing most when it comes to public transportation here in the city?
2: Yeah, I mean, Fabio hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, you know, canvassing and talking to transit riders throughout the city all summer, and they all tell us the same story. They are, they are, you know, they're, they're scheduling, they're planning their day around this tracker app and around transportation, and, you know, people miss appointments, people uh, get, get to work late, um, and now, you know, they're kind of starting to rely, if they can, on, like, Uber or Lyft. And that's just not um, realistic, and that's not a real option for many people. Um, So definitely the ghost buses, um, safety, safety is always a concern. Uh, The pandemic really exacerbated a lot of the problems, um, not just in the CTA, but all all over the city. And while we may be coming out of the pandemic, it seems like the Mm -hmm. CTA is still stuck in the pandemic. And uh, as Sawyer said, we just haven't heard enough from CTA about what their plan is to to fix these problems
0: so what does your group do exactly transit for all chicago
2: Yeah, so we are built so we are building a collaboration between labor unions that represent the cta workers and transit riders so this group is going to for the first time in in chicago history this transit rider group is going to advocate uh, for um, these solutions from coming from the transit rider perspective and not really the, the top-down, the administrators, the, the planners, quite frankly, people who do not use uh, public transit. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, we're, we are going to create this group so that regular transit riders have a say in, in how their transit looks like and what solutions will come out of that.
0: What's your overall goal? What would, what would a successful public transportation system look like
2: to you? It would be, you know, people waiting five, six minutes uh, for for bus and train. It would be people knowing exactly when the bus is going to arrive so that they could plan out their day. It's uh, a transportation system that's robust that um, everybody uses it that you can get from the southwest side to the northwest side without having to go into the loop. That You could go from 95th and then Ryan all the way to Andersonville without having to go into the loop that you could go um, from anywhere in the city to anywhere else in the city at a reasonable price, Heck, it should be free, to, to be quite honest. We pay so much in, in taxes and into the CTA that mm. we as customers are not seeing a return in service.
0: Interesting. You know, you're proposing a riders union, too. Tell us more about that. What is it and how would it work with the CTA to, to change public transit in Chicago?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. One thing is that uh, transit riders feel that they are left out of the process. The whole process of deciding what gets upkept, what, what, where is a new line going to be installed, uh, what needs to be done. And this transit rider group uh, is going to cut that out so that this group is going to be representing transit riders all over Chicago um, so that we all have the kind of transportation system that we that we want and that we actually deserve because uh, – There is a lot of federal money coming into the city for transportation. And right now there is no uh, transit rider group that's kind of advocating on on how to spend that money. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in Chicago, this transit rider group is going to do that.
0: And do you know, Jose, of a riders union somewhere else in the world or in this country?
2: Yeah, uh, New York and Detroit, they have uh, some of the they have the largest and strongest rider transit rider unions here in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Riders Alliance in New York and the Freedom Riders in Detroit, um, great organizations. And they're, they're really the, well, we're, we're modeling after them. So yeah. it, this can be done, it has been done, and we're on our way.
0: I mean, we, we can hear your passion for this this subject, Jose, and, and I know that this hits personally, right? You're, this is, you're a transit rider yourself. So just talk to us about the importance of a public transportation system that's safe and reliable and at the same time easily accessible for all of us.
2: Yeah, sure. That's a great question. You know, I live in Little Village. Um, I've lived there all my life. Uh, Definitely a lot of problems there. Little Village is a working class neighborhood. A lot of us work in retail, in restaurants, uh, warehouses, factories, not just in the city, but then outside. Uh, And uh, owning a car in Chicago is expensive. Uh, It's very expensive. Uh, So a lot of us rely on transit. And, you know, before the pandemic, you know, the CTA had its problems, but you could rely that the bus or train was gonna get there on time. Now now that it is not reliable, um, it's making it very difficult for regular people just to live their lives. Uh, now, people that drive cars, they may not have that problem, so we ask for them to sympathize with us uh, because you know the, the more people feel safe, the more people can get to work on time, the more people can make sure that their kids get home from and to school on time. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be better for all of us all around.
0: Jose Manuel Almanza is an organizer with Transit for All Chicago. Thanks for joining us, Jose.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, in a moment, we're going to hear directly from the CTA. First, here's a message that we received from a Reset listener about a recent experience on the CTA.
1: Hi. I uh, wanted to report my experience with taking the CTA when I was traveling to Bear Stadium from the West Loop. I was signing it out on the CTA tracker, and it said 45 minutes overall to get there. But the second bus
2: from State Street to
1: the stadium actually took 50 minutes by itself. It was really, really slow. And on the way back, my girlfriend and I decided, you know what, it's much faster just walking. It took us an hour and a half to get there ultimately, and we walked back in about 55 minutes. So we decided, you know what, it's probably just more efficient to walk back. So that's just my experience at CTA. It's, it's sometimes convenient, but a lot of times it is just very
3: unreliable.
0: That was Solerson from the West Loop. Joining us now is Brian Steele. He's a spokesperson for the Chicago Transit Authority. Welcome back to the show, Brian.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: You've been listening along to Fabio from Commuters Take Action and uh, Jose from Transit for All Chicago. Uh, What do you think of what they had to say about some of the challenges that riders are, are facing?
3: first I really want to applaud Fabio and Jose and the respective organizations for being so engaged and interested in this issue and I can assure them and your listeners that the CTA is absolutely uh, focused on this issue. It's really the number one challenge that we're facing. Um, I wanted to take the opportunity to address uh, many things that, that your previous guest said and I'll start with what we are doing. Um, really what the CTA is experiencing are the the same type of workforce challenges that really every industry has been facing but particularly the transportation industry. Anyone who watches the news especially uh, like uh, commercial airlines you've you saw the meltdown over Memorial Day weekend you mm-hmm. know about the challenges in getting delivery drivers uh, in getting workers at restaurants and things of that nature. We are absolutely experiencing that you know are our, our, the men and women uh, who operate CTA buses uh, are great professionals but they're also mothers and and fathers and sisters and brothers, they have families and the same type of, of issues that we all do. So what happens, there are two things going on with the workforce challenges. Number one is the is the pandemic, right? People are still getting sick. And if a bus operator wakes up in the morning, is not feeling well and can't come into work and we can't find a replacement operator, then that means that that particular route is going to see one less trip. And, right. you know, even just one less trip can lead to longer wait times than some of the other things that your previous guests yeah. talked That
0: that explains delays, Brian, but what about ghost buses?
3: Well, that's an issue I'd like to talk about in a moment because I really want to talk about this workforce issue a little bit more. Uh, the ghost buses is actually a, a direct result of the workforce issues because basically, if you don't have the workforce, you cannot provide the service. Um, so one of your guests uh, mentioned about uh, CT and recruiting, and they said that there there wasn't any information on that. Actually, right. to, to the contrary, we've actually been very visible about a recruitment. We've held a number uh, of employment fairs uh, in 20. 22 a previous year as well we uh, recently had one just a week ago uh, with our union our bus drivers union that attracted a number of individuals interested in uh, pursuing a bus operator position and that would really help us that's the area where we're seeing uh, some of the biggest uh, workforce shortages so we've been really visible about our recruitment uh, our website on a weekly basis posts all of our job opportunities including the the rail operators that, that Fabio had mentioned right. So, so again, we're we're we are really aggressively addressing the workforce shortage because again, it's really the key. So let's, let's so tell me how that ties to, to ghost buses. How it ties we're short ghost, on time. Well, well as, as Fabio mentioned, our tracker system is a uh, is based on and driven by both real time travel information uh, as well as schedule information, and there are a number of permutations and complex algorithm algorithms that figure that out. But the bottom line is, if you can't can't... can't make a scheduled trip then that's going to affect the accuracy of your trackers. So we are working very hard to uh, really just change the algorithm, algorithms, um, update some of the tracker functionality so that it is more accurate uh, because we totally understand the frustration of customers who are sitting there waiting for a bus or train that says it'll be there in a few minutes and all of a sudden it drops off the tracker. The reason mm-hmm. it does so is because the tracker had been basing it on schedule information. Uh, the algorithm figured out that that run didn't happen because the worker called and sick or whatnot, right. uh, and then, and then it, it drops off from the tracker. So we're, we're making improvements in that area as well. But really, once we address the workforce issue, that is really going to solve a lot of the things that our customers have been well, doing.
0: Well, let me get your, your thoughts on this. Uh, I talked with Jose about a public transit riders union, like what they have in Detroit or New York City. What do you think about that?
3: Well, actually, uh, Jose is probably not aware. We have a citizen's advisory uh, group uh, for the CTA uh, that meets quarterly and comprises representatives from a broad swath of Chicagoans. Uh, In addition to that, we also have an ADA advisory council uh, that that meets quarterly. Uh, Further to that, uh, we have monthly board meetings where we really encourage um, people to come and share their their thoughts and feelings. And then we have a a number of feedback channels where our customers can can provide us information. Right. His
0: his main concern, he said writers, say that they they feel that they're left out of the process so you you say there are plenty of avenues
3: uh, yeah, and especially, uh, uh, one of your guests mentioned about the planning of projects. We have one of the most robust community engagement processes related to our projects and programs, I think, of really any city agency. Anytime we go in to do a station improvement or, or we're looking at adding service to a bus route, we always have engagement with the community members, chambers of commerce, elected officials, because, yeah, CTA is really an integral part of every community in Chicago, and having that feedback from the community about the service is really critical to us.
0: Brian Steele is a CTA spokesperson. Thanks for dropping by, Brian.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.